The biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Weekly Roundup. This week we've got a lot for you, including a conversation with Megan Patrick. We'll talk with Bree Taylor and Rich Cloak, a couple up-and-coming Canadian country stars. We've got your concerts and events guide for the weekend. We've got your bloopers, too, because it's pretty much assumed at this point that I'm going to screw things up. We've got an update from Kane Brown. We've got CMT Artist of the Year's updates and a lot more. We're not sure if you're fully in the loop on this story, but we've got an update on Kane Brown's current situation. If you didn't hear, last Saturday, Kane's drummer, Kenny Dixon died in a car crash, and it's definitely shaken Kane and his team to the core. Uh, they canceled a show at Staples Center this past week, although that I'm uh, currently reading, it's uh, rescheduled for January. And uh, Kane almost did not appear at the CMT Artists of the Year event this past Wednesday night, but then he showed, and Chris Young introduced him on stage. If you guys know, it's been a bit of a rough time for him. His dear friend and part of his road family, his drummer Kenny Dixon, passed away tragically in a car accident. Um, understandably, a lot of us can't even imagine what he's going through, but right now he really felt it was important to be here tonight. So I'm very proud to present this to my friend, Kane Brown. There you go. Uh, thank y'all so much. I want to dedicate this to my drummer, Kenny. Uh, he, uh, he started with this. He started with me coming out of Chattanooga off Facebook. People didn't think we would make it. He was with me the whole time. He was so supportive of me, and I just, I love you, man, I miss you. Um, the band misses you. I want to thank my management on CMT, y'all been so good to me, um, being here since I've been here. Thank y'all so much, thanks for this award, my fans, everybody that's helped me get where I'm at. I love everybody, country music, all the people in here that I talk to, I don't talk to, just know that I love you guys, I love the country, the country community, and uh, God bless you guys, y'all stay safe, I love y'all. You can tell from that clip that Kane Brown and his team's hearts are breaking after the death of longtime drummer Kenny Dixon. Our thoughts go out to him and uh, everybody else in this situation. This past week, Kyle and Kendra from Country 104 Mornings had a great conversation with Megan Patrick, who set the hit the road uh, for a lot of dates in 2020. She's got her solo tour, the Wild Is Me Ontario Tour, her first ever headlining tour, and she's bringing out Sons of Daughters for that one. She'll also be on the road with Old Dominion and her boyfriend, Mitchell Tenpenny. Uh, here's part of that conversation that uh, Kane K had with Megan Patrick. Uh, been a little bit since we've seen you at Park Jam, about a month or so. I mean, how did that London crowd mm-hmm. treat you? Um, it was amazing. I, I actually just got a like a video back from that whole night, and it was an amazing night. I mean, it was a crazy week because it was the, the CCMA weekend, obviously. But um, that was honestly one of my favorite shows of the summer. It was awesome. Ooh! And uh, and you were co-heading that one with uh, Brett Kissel, and then it's immediately after that, you uh, just made an announcement that you were going to be headlining your own tour, the Wild Is Me Ontario tour. There's twelve different dates on it. Um, May I just want you to to talk about 
what it means for you to be headlining a show, not just in country music, but especially with, you know, the uprising of female artists in country music and how big it is for you to kind of uh, be kind of heading that front in terms of females headlining their shows from moving forward. Um, I mean, it's, it's a huge deal for me, obviously. It's kind of equally exciting and sort of terrifying, <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, obviously I, I want to crush it. I want to, I want to show everybody, <laughs> you know, that, that we can, that we can sell out these shows and have a great audience, which I, I think we, I think it's going to be great. So I'm, I'm excited. It's definitely a big step for me, for sure. Now you've invited Sons of Daughters out on the tour as well. How, what was the process going through of picking someone to help open with you? Um, it was it was tough. It was a tough decision just because, you know, for, for me, this is like such a special thing to, to do this tour. So, you know, there was a lot of things in, in my criteria, you know, in terms of who we wanted to have. I mean, you know, one of them was availability, too, because, you know, there's been a lot of other tours going through Canada. So it's trying to pick someone who wasn't already out on the road and, you know, picking somebody who not only... That I, I that I really like hanging out with because you can spend a lot of time with them. <laughs> but also, you know, whose, whose music you love, and you know, somebody that you genuinely feel good about, like promoting and saying, you know, I'm so excited to have them on the road with me. Um, so we 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 narrowed it down to a couple options, and um, I'm just I'm so excited we we landed on uh, Jimmy and Crystal, the sons of daughters. They're, they've been good friends of mine for for a while, and we kind of got to come up together, and they've been killing it. So I think it's going to be awesome. Now, you talk about availability and going in between the tour and who's able to get there. I mean, you're going through your own headlining Wild Is Me tour, kind of back and forth between the We Are Old Dominion with, of course, Old Dominion and Mr. Mitchell Tenpenny. How is, how is that figuring out your schedule? Uh, well, it's going to be a crazy couple of months. And, you know, we, we had been already talking about doing the, the headlining tour for a while, and then the option that we might have gotten the Old Dominion tour came up. And so, it, and it was like months of just like waiting to hear about whether or not we were going to get the Old Dominion tour. And, and, and I was kind of, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I was just like wanting it so badly because it was just such a huge opportunity and, you know, just this dream tour. And then we ended up finding out that we did get it. So then it was a little bit hectic trying to kind of reschedule and figure everything out, but we were able to reschedule, I, I think all of the dates. And then we added a couple. So it all worked out. I won't sleep much in those months, but <laughs> it'll be totally worth it. It's one of those, you just can't say no situations, right? And it's what, oh, uh, for sure. when it rains, it pours, it really does. I mean, you're, you know, it's towards the end of yeah. festival season. You think it's going to slow down and then all of a sudden, boom, you've got your own headlining tour. Plus you're on the road with Old Dominion. Plus, uh, you, you just did, uh, recently the halftime show for the, uh, Toronto Argonauts game. I mean, it's, you're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Well, you know what? I, like I said, I mean, if, if you're not busy, that means no one cares about you. <laughs> it's good to be busy. <laughs> There's part one of our conversation with Megan Patrick. You can find the full thing online at country104.com, and uh, we'll feature part two next weekend on your Top 30 Countdown. This past week, we got some pretty cool news from our friend Cam. Now, you know country singer Cam. She sings songs like Mayday and this one, Burning House. But it's the only place that I can hold you tight In this burning house Well, Cam had some exciting news to tell us, and she shared with her husband in a cool video online. They're having a baby! You ready? Yeah. We've been keeping a secret to ourselves for the past seven months, but I feel like it's time to let you guys in on it. Hey, that's pretty fun, eh? It was just short and sweet, but uh, Cam and her husband expecting in, what, two months, I guess, because 
They made this announcement at the seven-month mark. And a shout-out to her husband. I know he's a good guy. You know why? Because his name is Adam Weaver. No relation, but I can tell he's good. Welcome to the Weavers, Cam. Jason Aldean's new record drops on November the 22nd, but that's over a month away. Let's see what's going on this weekend in country music and stuff to do. The Country 104 Concert Series continues. All right, don't forget Riverdance, the 25th anniversary show, was just announced for London's Budweiser Gardens on March the 3rd. It's the first time in four years this has returned to the city. Tickets went on sale on Friday. Also Friday, we're having a stoplight party for homecoming for Freedom Fridays at Cowboys Ranch in downtown London. If you're wearing purple or you want to uh, maybe meet somebody, come on down and uh, ride the bull. Get some cheap drinks for ladies' night. Also Friday, the Harris Animal Hospital has their third annual haunted house in Woodstock. You can take in London Poutine Fest in Victoria Park this weekend, and Blackout Fest is in Brantford. There's a barbershop convention Friday and Saturday at the Sanderson Center in Brantford, and the London Public Library has a book sale this weekend. But, heads up, it's not at the library, it's at London Centennial Hall. Uh, also, in hockey on Friday, the London Knights are at the Spitfires at Budweiser Gardens. Flint Firebirds visit Kitchener at the Memorial Auditorium. Erie has Guelph at the Sleeman Center, and the Woodstock Navy Vets are at New Hamburg. On Saturday, Country 104 night with the London Knights. That's 4-7 to seven versus the Kingston Frontenacs. Our buddy Aaron Allen will play at the King Club between the first and second intermissions. It's the Active Living Fair in Ingersoll this Saturday. KW has their Central Art Walk. Woodstock's got the Fleece Festival. And the Roadhammers and Jade Eagleson will be part of the Kitchener-Waterloo Oktoberfest closing day. You can also take in So You Think You Can Dance at Center in the Square in Kitchener. And Sunday, don't forget, Woodstock's got the Model Train Show and Sale. Uh, check that one out, or you can hit the road to see the Navy Vets take on Wellesley. Well, if you missed it, Carrie Underwood performed this past Monday at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. That was the rescheduled tour date from June that Carrie had to postpone. Uh, we finally got her, and as expected, fans sang along to every word. Not only did we get Carrie Underwood in Toronto this past week at Scotiabank Arena, but we also found out where we can see her for another big country music event in 2020. Carrie Underwood has been named as a headliner Saturday night at Stagecoach. That is uh, April 23rd through April 25th, 2020 in California. It is California's country music festival. And man, this was a big one. Get this. Saturday with Carrie Underwood, Dan and Shay, Midland, ZZ Top, Low Cash, Tanya Tucker, Jimmy Allen, Tennille Towns, and Kaylee Hammock. And, and that's just Saturday. Are you kidding me this lineup? Friday, Thomas Rhett, Brett Young, Dustin Lynch, Billy Ray Cyrus, Morgan Wallen, Little Nas X, Mitchell Tenpenny, Nikki Lane, Ray Lynn, Hardy, and Ingrid Andress. And on Sunday, Eric Church, Alan Jackson, John Party, Brian Adams, and Chris Lane. Need I say more? This is worth a road trip. Stagecoach, California, April of 2020. Well, I promised you some events closer to home, and we've got them. April 11th, the Harlem Globetrotters return to London's Budweiser Gardens, and tickets went on sale this past Wednesday. They would make great Christmas gifts for the basketball lover in your house. On March 3rd, Riverdance, 25th anniversary, returns to London for the first time in like four years, back when they were the 21st anniversary. Uh, tickets went on sale Friday for that event. That is March 3rd in London. And Miranda Lambert tickets are on sale now, too. Uh, just a reminder, that's May 5th at London's Budweiser Gardens. This past week, we had a great guest in Brie Taylor, an up-and-coming country artist from Mississauga. She's been nominated for some awards down there, and now she's spreading her wings across the province. And we got the chance to talk to her about her new single, 
drive. Uh, you come as advertised. Uh, you're Thanks. a ball full of energy, is what I was told, and you oh, really are. Yeah. Thank you. This, yeah. In a good, in a completely good way. Uh, I was listening to Drive, the single we're here to talk about the, this morning, and uh, I thought the exact same thing. Energetic, great summer feel. It definitely uh, was released at the right time. Thank you uh, for that song. And uh, I guess we should talk about it a little more. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you uh, for this country debut. Is as I was told, it yeah. was it was being advertised. Yeah. yeah. So we released Turn It Up early in the summer yeah. um, first. Which which was a little bit more of a pop, like a more more pop than country, yeah. but it was still kind of like a good transition for my whole pop career. And I really love the song because Sean Desmond was a writer on it, and he's an amazing writer and yeah. and comes up with some really great pop hooks. So it was really great to have him on Name the track. So, yeah. Like oh, no, and I, I don't usually, but no, just you should have Sean Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> but the song just is was so good, and I was just so so happy to be a part of that that yeah. song. And I love it still. It's such a great energy, especially when we have the full band on stage. Like I just we vibe so cool. Yeah. It's a good song for that. Um, and then I really I would. During that time, I was writing Drive, and um, we just—I just wanted something. Um, a lot of my last album that I came out with was very emotional, very much like more of a moody type tone. I wanted something happy and lighthearted, which ironically is so hard for me to write. Yeah, like it's easy to go to a negative place or a sad place when you're writing as a songwriter, but it—it it was a challenge for me to try to do something really happy and upbeat. Um, so it was cool because in between, while we were writing it, I did do a road trip with a couple of my girlfriends um, who are artists as well, and we went yeah. down to Boston. So I got to kind of really pull from that road trip experience to really put into the vibe of this song. And I really wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be something that people can really escape their problems because that's kind of what I was looking for. I wanted something to like escape those stresses that you have every day that you're dealing with and just for like three minutes of a song, escape it and just feel good. So I really, I feel like we did that, especially with the music video, which has been doing extremely well. I'm so impressed that like people are loving it and playing it on repeat and, and enjoying it. We filmed it in California. So it gets that really, you really get to to escape into like beautiful scenery. You gave me so much to unwrap right there. There's two <laughs> topics that I want to talk about specifically. Uh, we'll talk about the video for sure, because yeah. shout out to the yellow Mustang in that video. We'll get, we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Uh, you, you mentioned briefly uh, your pop career and and how the previous single, Turn It Up, was on the pop side, so we might as well touch on that a little yeah. bit. You were an established pop artist. Now you're coming over to the countryside. Yeah. Uh, why is that? Why have we gone from you know a moody album uh, towards the pop side to, to a happy country album? Are we throwing darts at a board to see what sticks, or are we releasing all sides of Brie? What, how do you see it on your end. It's more the authentic side of me because I do put all my heart and soul into every song that I write yeah. and I really believe in being authentic and that's something that I really preach to my fans and to anyone that knows me. It's just being, that's why I have my podcast Unapologetically Brie. So being unapologetically yourself and I feel like over the last couple of years I've just kind of come more into my own in that way and I started writing my first album that was the pop stuff kind of about three, almost four years ago and so that was a journey kind of so like I was like experiencing it but actually a lot of people I've been telling everyone now on this radio tour I've been letting everyone know that I actually started in country back in the day like my high school days I grew up in Peterborough where we listened to a lot of country music growing up and uh, my stuff was all like folky acoustic country song singer songwriter stuff in high school and my college years and then just by going out to LA I kind of was maybe just kind of guided in that direction. Um, I do love pop music, but I still felt like as a storyteller in my lyrics, which is something that's really important to me, it just translates better in more of a country feel. So I felt like country was kind of where I needed to be. So I kind of came back to my country roots, but it's kind of, I mean, the the pop stuff was great and I loved it and I do love all the music that I wrote, um, but I just feel it's it's better received and translates better into like more of a country genre. So I feel like this is more me and, and that's kind of what it's been. It's been a journey of figuring out who 
who I am. And uh, it's exciting to kind of finally be releasing stuff. And the next album that I'm working on, like my, my country album that I'm working on, hopefully it's going to come out early 2020. Um, it's got different stuff. It doesn't just have like the happy stuff of Drive. It's got probably every, every song's a little piece of me. But Drive's just... Uh, more the happy side of me so it's kind of like here like there is some happy stuff that Brie experiences so she's not always going to write some moody stuff I want people to know that you know I can write some positive happy uplifting tunes too I saw our girl Lindsay L giving a shout out to Thomas Rhett on Twitter this week for his amazing church inspired performance at the CMT Artist of the Year event and here's Thomas on just being a part of that in general it's just weird I think looking back at my 19 year old self that never in a million years thought that I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to stay in Nashville and just write songs to where we're at now is all a God thing to me every decision that we made and every tour I said yes to every tour I said no to Every song I did cut, every song I didn't cut, I think was all part of some crazy plan that I don't know where it's going to lead, but I'm really just trying to live in 2019 in the present. And so those accolades and stuff, that's just mind-blowing to me, and, and I feel very humbled by it and just feel like this is incredible. Thomas Red on the CMT Artist of the Year event that was a pretty big this past Wednesday in country music. A couple of weeks ago, I got Tebe on the phone to talk his The Good Ones tour with Matt Lang, which is coming to Waterloo and London in the new year. Tickets are on sale now, but that's not all we talked about. No, no, no. We also talked about one of my favorite things, the Toronto Raptors. While I got you, just before I let you go, uh, are you thinking our Toronto Raptors are ready to defend their title, buddy? Man, you know what? I'm excited. Of course, we're all disappointed that Kawhi left, but I understand it. He wanted to go back to L.A., he likes the weather out there. I totally get it, you know, but I think we're in good shape. You know, we kept the core of the team other than why. Um, uh, you know, I'm really excited for this year is watching uh, is watching OG Ananobili. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully step, step up there, you know, because he was sidelined with injury last year. Didn't really get to play that much in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, so I think that uh, he's going to step into that role right there. and We're going to be just fine. Oh, yeah, man. I'm completely with you on that. I just wanted to get my voice recorded saying this. I'm all in on OG. Everybody seems to forget that he was destined for great things last year. Uh, missed a lot of stuff due to personal, but he's back, and I'm calling him Kawhi Light, and he's going to play the same position, and we're going to the finals, baby. I'm ready. Repeat. Man, can you, can you even imagine? I can't even imagine what the pundits would be saying. You know, we talked about this when the season was going on. I live down here in the States, and I have to deal with the American media just constantly, you know, bashing the Raptors, and they ain't good enough this. And, you know, even after we won the championship, there was still some kind of excuse going on, which I found really annoying. So I'm glad that uh, I think we're going to have a good shot here at uh, at getting back to, uh, you know, at least, hopefully, at least the conference finals. Oh, yeah, minimum conference finals. But you know what we're dreaming of, buddy? We're dreaming of Clippers, Raptors, NBA finals. I can't wait. I couldn't even. I couldn't even imagine. That would just be incredible. I would easily drop another three thousand dollars to go see the opening game of the finals. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I know you were all over the playoffs last year. Are you going to see them get their rings this year or anything like that? You planning on seeing any games? Yeah, I definitely will. You know, I think we have a couple days off on this tour when the Raptors are in Toronto. So uh, I'm going to try and uh, you know figure out a way to to make sure I can go and, and check out the guys when I'm in town. Thank you, Tebe, for some Toronto Raptors talk. I'm looking to get Crystal Bell, formerly of the Rivertown Saints, on the show to preview the Raptors next week. Uh, But either way, the regular season kicks off this week.
Let's defend the title, baby. Anyway, clearly I'm still excited about winning the championship earlier in the summer. Less than 10 shows to go for Dallas, Dean, McKenzie, Chad, and the Rec Laws on the Friends Don't Let Friends Tour Alone 2019 Tour. My goodness, that's a lot of words. Uh, and they're having a blast out on the road. Now, uh, Dallas is uh, hooking fans up here this week, even though he's out on tour. He's dropped a new Canadian country radio single that you can request anytime at Country 104. If you haven't heard it yet, here's a bit of a clip of the whole it's timeless from Dallas's The Fall EP. And only getting better just like a red wine, apple pie, Rolex, suit and tie, granddaddy's caddy shined up, sitting in the drive, Mayberry fishing pole, John Denver country road, you know it once you find it. No other word describes it, girl, you're The latest single from Dallas Smith is Timeless. Request that anytime you want. My name is Matt Weaver, and you can reach out to me anytime you want. It's weaver at country104.com. That's my email. C104Weaver on Twitter or WeaverFever7 on Instagram. I also keep an eye on the Country 104 Facebook messages, the Snapchat, the Country 104 Instagram. You can talk to me pretty much anytime you want. And I try my very best to answer your questions. Let's do that now. Hey, Weaver. I heard you talking about it the other day, but I missed it. Who is opening for Megan Patrick in Brantford? That came from uh, Eric Marsh. Uh, Eric, thanks for your question. The answer is Sons of Daughters, uh, Crystal and Jimmy, some of our favorites who we saw last summer at Western Fair. Uh, they're going to be opening for Megan, and she's pretty excited about it. We'll hear more from Megan on that topic next week on the Top 30 Countdown. All right, next question. Hey, Weaver, any updates on Kane Brown? Uh, yeah, we did uh, do Kane's speech at the CMT Artists of the Year Awards earlier in the Top 30 Countdown. But if you missed it, he's still pretty shaken up about the death of his longtime drummer, Kenny Dixon, in a car accident this past weekend. Our thoughts go out to Kane and his family. He's uh, canceled the show at Staples Center that is uh, currently, I believe, rescheduled for January. Uh, but other than that, he's just taking things one day at a time. Uh, so that's pretty much all I've got on Kane Brown. Uh, but we can get you that clip uh, next week on the show. Final question. Weaver, what's the most ridiculous fact that you know? Oh, that's easy. You ready? 89% of North Americans are dazzled by impressive sounding statistics. You like that one? I think we've had that question on the show before. You keep asking it, I'll keep answering it. This past week at Country 104, we had an excellent guest come to visit us to debut his uh, current radio single, his first in country music. His name was Rich Cloak. He's formerly of Hamilton. Now he's out in Burlington, where he's been on stage at the Sound of Music Festival. And here's part of the conversation we had with Rich. Joining us today, a very special guest in to talk to us about some country music. You can find more information at richcloakmusic.com or richcloakmusic on Instagram, where he's got a lot of photos up from his current radio tour. Uh, but we were, before we talk about that, just want to say, hey, hey man. how are you, Rich? How is things going? Today? Doing great, man. Yeah, Good. just recovering from... The long weekend. The long and, weekend. Uh, I had to yeah. ask because it's like bright and early Tuesday morning here. You're out on the road uh, trying to sell yourself to various radio stations. Did you actually do Thanksgiving? Did you see family at all? Anything? I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting weekend. We did a wedding. We were at a wedding on Saturday uh, for family. And then Sunday was the big Thanksgiving meal, dinner, okay. drinking, eating. And then yesterday was just vegging and watching El Camino. Okay. Yeah, the okay. new Breaking... Do you, do you watch Breaking Bad? I absolutely do, yeah. and I've watched El Camino, so we can't spoil it for those who haven't seen okay. it yet, but your review of the film was... Amazing. 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 Hit every expectation for me. Okay. Yes. 
Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Well, I can't I spoil it, so it's, it's an interesting question. It was a... <laughs> it was a perfect... It was a perfect ending to what I wish had happened at the end of Breaking Bad. Okay. Okay. Yes. For me personally. What about you? Oh, I don't know, because I'm trying to figure out how to say anything about it without <laughs> spoiling it, so I might have to move on here. Watch El Camino. It is yes. worth it. I agree, yes. too. We actually watched it twice over the weekend. Another thing I've got to unwrap in your opening statement there, uh, you went to a wedding on Saturday. Yes. Did you love this person very much? Yes. Okay, yes. because uh, who books weddings on long weekends? Don't Dude, we hate those? Seriously. We, <laughs> yeah, that, we, it was a lot of side conversations of like, why did they book this on this long weekend? And uh, saving money or something. Like, I don't know, yeah. but uh, it was um, kind of like my brother, brother, no, stepbrother, stepbrother. Yes, stepbrother. So he was getting married in okay. Hamilton. It was great. You no, know, I'm sure it was, it was a great a party. Time. But uh, just like, I got to kind of like take it easy because this is going to be a big week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want too crazy. But I was like, I got two days off. We're good. I just remember <laughs> in my history of weddings ever going to a long weekend wedding and then questioning, why is this on a long weekend? And you'll hear both sides of the argument. Well, I thought because people who were traveling that it would be easier if there was an extra day. And to the people not traveling, you're like, no, you're stealing my extra day. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. It's funny though. Like um, my family always had this thing where even though it was a long weekend, we would do Thanksgiving on a, like, the weekend before, the weekend after, so everyone could appreciate and enjoy the long weekend. So it wasn't like Saturday's a dinner, Sunday's a dinner, okay. Monday's a dinner. So it was okay. Tell me about your family a bit. So on your press bio, it says you're from Burlington. From Burlington. And is the family from Burlington too? Everybody's uh, kind of situated around there? No. Uh, I grew up born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario. Okay. And just for the last seven years, I've lived in Burlington. Um, mom's still in Hamilton and dad's in Burlington. And then my sister, I have one sister who's a couple years younger than me. She lives out in Vancouver. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's a great excuse to kind of like go back and forth and <laughs> visit out west. Hey, and, all of a sudden I want to visit you more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Which, which, when the first time I went to Vancouver, like, you're like, I can see why people leave Toronto to live in Vancouver. And then people from Vancouver, just like, I see why people leave Vancouver to come to Toronto. Yeah. It's like two completely different lifestyles expenses are a little different though big time yeah big time yeah she's always complaining (laughs) (laughs) what you gotta do is stay in burlington and then book shows in vancouver go sleep on our couch exactly but burlington was the happy median um i always wanted to live in toronto but uh you know we decided that uh burlington would be a nice place to kind of reside i needed a change from hamilton i love hamilton it's where my roots are but i needed like a change brantley gilbert and Lindsay l's what happens in a small town is up to number five on the american radio charts good for those guys top five is really tough to get down in the states and uh, we're looking forward to seeing brantley with that new album Fire and Brimstone on tour in London in January. As for Lindsay, we're getting some new music from Lindsay L very soon. Uh, she's been sharing over the past week that a lot of her new music has to uh, do uh, with the breakup that she had publicly with uh, U.S. radio DJ Bobby Bones. It turns out at least one of the songs is a little Cheryl Crow-like. It's called Get Over You. I'm interested to see if we ever get to hear that one. Uh, Lindsay, we love you. Give me some new music already, girl. I'm ready to spin it. Please and thank you. All right, let's get to uh, Luke Combs. He put out some uh, new bundles for pre-order for his new record that's dropping in November. You can get the album with beer koozies, t-shirts, whatever you got to do. Just pick the bundle that works for you. We got to see how I screwed up. You got to stay honest in life. So, Eric, let's hear the mistakes. If you've got the fall EP from Dallas, you've already got it. It's called Timeless, and you can feel it to require. Is that it? That's all you could come up with? Boop, boop, boo, Eric, boo, hey, boop, boop, boo, did you, did you not hit record or something? I swear I've been screwing up all afternoon. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.ca.
Score.com.